80% of your success is going to come from the offer and the audience. And if you are struggling, you know, you very well might have, you know, problems in terms of the technical execution of, you know, how you're driving traffic or, you know, what your funnel looks like. But, you know, what's more, you know, more likely true for the vast majority of people is that the offer needs to be adjusted. What is keeping you from growing your business to the next level? I'm Jess Bergio, one of the hosts here for Fast Foundations, the podcast. Between the three of us, my co-hosts, Jim, RT, and I have grown several businesses scaling beyond seven figures. And you know what? Not a single one of those businesses came with a blueprint. For years, we poured time and resources into our businesses, from salons, tech companies, and product-based businesses, navigating success and failures on our own. For all of us, though, it began to change in 2019 when we found a community of like-minded entrepreneurs and industry leaders to mentor us. That community was Fast Foundations. Just like the mastermind, we're bringing on experts and having discussions to give you tips to not only improve the foundational skill sets you need, but to also fast track your growth. We'll dive into the core pillars of what will make your business succeed. Whether you have a brand new idea that you're looking to turn into a business, or you're already a successful entrepreneur looking to scale, this community is here to take you to the next level. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Fast Foundations podcast. This is one of your hosts, R.T. Custer. I have the absolute pleasure of hanging out with my dear friend, Dorothy Hollibaugh, today. And we're going to talk about digital marketing. Dorothy, why are there so many goddamn digital marketing companies? And what separates the good ones from the bad ones? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I mean, it's just such an honor to be here. And, you know, it's an interesting question. And it's one that I've thought a lot about because, you know, my company, we're a paid traffic agency specifically, and that is a crowded space. You know, there are, I mean, many, many thousands of businesses, you know, doing literally the exact same thing that we do, which is, you know, running advertisements on Facebook, Google, TikTok, you know, all these different platforms, you know, to help businesses scale their customer acquisition. And, you know, I think that the reason that there are so many businesses in this space is because it is a very simple one to get into when you're, you know, just starting out as an entrepreneur. You know, there is a very low barrier to entry. Um, you know, I think really the reason for that is because, you know, it's not like, you know, a physical product business or, you know, brick and mortar business where there's this like large upfront investment. You know, you can you know, study and learn through free resources, paid resources, you know, wh- whatever it might be. And then, you know, start working with clients, you know, find people who are willing to take a bet on you and, um, you know, allow you to help them with their marketing. And I think that's really how you end up with so many of these kind of accidental agency owners. You know, it's yeah. uh, something that you hear a lot, you know, and it's because it's just, it's a very low friction way to get into entrepreneurship. Um, and so there are a lot of them out there, but there are not as many great ones out there. And I think, you know, it's the kind of thing where there's so much volume, but, you know, if you're really great at what you do and you differentiate yourself in terms of the results that you get for clients, it's it's actually pretty easy to stand out, you know, because of, uh, you know, the fact that so many people have been burned by, you know, agencies that haven't delivered on their promises. Totally. Well, before we get into that, Dorothy, tell us more about you. How'd you get into this world of digital marketing and you know, you have a couple things going on. So 
Um, which, what's your background and how did you get to, to where you are right now? Yeah, it was a very twisty, turny path. Uh, I always plan on being an accountant. That was, um, you know, I studied finance and accounting in college and um, was planning to go work for PwC when I left school hmm. and, you know, basically had this moment of, of sheer panic in realizing, you know, right before I was about to graduate that I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was not excited about, you know, that path I was on. I was doing it because I thought it was going to make me, you know, quote unquote successful. And, um, you know, it really wasn't going to make me happy. And that wasn't, you know, even part of the equation when I was originally deciding, you know, what I wanted to major and what I wanted to do. And so, you know, once I really flipped that script and, you know, made it about, you know, okay, you know, what's really going to make me happy in my life, make me fulfilled in my life and make me great money, you know, it, it took me on a different path. And so, you know, I ultimately went and worked for a startup um, here in Chicago uh, for the first, you know, three, three and a half years out of school, and then left that startup and started freelancing um, and, you know, working with clients on my own. I um, hired a coach to teach me Facebook ads was, was where I started and, you know, really worked with that coach hand in hand for my first year, you know, learning how to get people results. Um, freelanced on my own for you know, about two and a half years and then started growing a team. And, and that is what has ultimately become our agency Needles Eye Media. That's awesome. And I, I love the, I mean, the journey that you just took us on and, and, and just the, the pivots of, of entrepreneurship, the ups and downs, all that kind of stuff. But also what you said about success and happiness and the roller coaster that is that and that that reminds me um and I, before we hit record this is one of the things we we're chatting about is just like i don't know happiness or lack thereof in terms of like being happy for ourselves and how far we've come you've come a very long way in the time that i've known you and i have too but it's uh, somebody said success is getting what you want happiness is wanting what you get so what do you want and what have you been getting recently in terms of your passion of, of trying to work, build these companies, but also what is, what are the things that are bringing you joy throughout recently? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, really what I think is so important to realize is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, we tend to be these very driven, very ambitious, you know, very, um, you know, motivated, ex exacting type of, you know, people. And that is a great thing in many aspects, but there's also another side to that coin. And I think, you know, one of the other, you know, kind of uh, pieces of that is that, you know, we are always moving the goalposts, right? You know, you set these goals that, you know, really excite you, you know, when you make them and, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, I want to get my first client or, you know, then it's, I want to make, $10,000 a month, $20,000 a month, $50,000 a month. And, you know, what is so interesting to me and what I've realized over the last five years, you know, almost six that I've been doing this is that every single time, you know, when you are actually on the verge of hitting one of those goals that you had set for yourself, you have already piled on the next goal. It's mm -hmm. already in, you know, your rear view mirror, right? And so, I think that makes it often hard to celebrate and hard to, um, you know, really kind of enjoy the journey and be proud of yourself um, yeah. in a way that I think is, is very important. And so, you know, I love to ask myself this question of, you know, let me put myself in the shoes of, you know, Dorothy five years ago. 
what would she think if she could see where I am today? And, you know, the answer is, I mean, she would be so freaking proud. Like it's, yeah. it's not even, you know, it's not even funny. I'd be, I'd be blown away. And yet, you know, we had, um, you know, we had a big milestone at the end of last year, you know, hitting our first seven figure year in the agency. And I really struggled to celebrate that. And I almost felt like I didn't deserve to celebrate that. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. because in my mind, I was feeling like, you know, well, of course, of, you know, of course we're hitting, you know, hitting this milestone. Like, yep. you know, this has been the goal for three years running now. Like it's about <laughs> time was kind totally. of how I felt. And, you know, now we're, you know, we're on pace this year. We'll, we'll double or triple that, you know, revenue from last year, um, this year pretty easily, I think. And, you know, it's, it's such a powerful thing. And so if you're sitting in, you know, the position where, you know, you're really in the grind, you know, early on in your entrepreneurial journey, asking yourself that question, putting yourself in the shoes of yourself two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, you know, it helps you to get perspective, you know, and realize that you should be proud of yourself just for doing the damn thing, you know, for just sure. for being on this path and, you know, pursuing your dreams. I, I agree completely. And I love that, that way of looking at it. I mean, five years ago, RT, um, I had a newborn, you know, I had two, I now have two kids, but at that time I was just having in the process, we were just having uh, Sawyer. Uh, he's about five and a half now. And obviously I had these goals and these dreams. And like you said, seven figure, uh, seven figure years and all that kind of thing. But I've, I've had multiple seven figure years consistently since then. And like you said, it was just the plan. Honestly, the plan was bigger than that and faster than that. So I, I'm sure I would be proud, but totally in the moment, it's like, ah, well, I'm still not at the goal or I'm still not at the thing. But like you said, I keep moving the freaking goal. So why am I doing that to myself? What's been the thing? Because you, you have a wildly successful digital marketing agency. What's the thing that you feel like has you've kept consistent through the last couple of years that has led to that success? Is, can you pinpoint it or is there multiple things? Yeah. And I, you know, I think this actually speaks to kind of my earlier point about differentiating yourself, you know, in this very crowded industry. You know, I think it really worked to my advantage that I had no experience in an agency before hmm. starting my own. I really did not know how other agencies operate, how they think about things. I was really, frankly, making it up as I went along. And I actually think that really uh, worked to my advantage. Mm. Um, and, you know, the result of that is that, you know, I have clients today that have been with me, like my first clients in the agency, uh, two of them are, are still with me today. You know, we have clients that have been with us for two, three, four, five years. And that is almost unheard of you know, when it comes to paid traffic agencies. Yeah. And, you know, I think the thing that's made us successful and has allowed us to, you know, create such loyalty in our clients and, um, you know, such longevity, which which tends to make it a lot more fun too, when you don't have this revolving door of clients. Right. Um, it's the fact that, you know, I think a lot of paid traffic agencies specifically, they take this attitude of, okay, we our job is to send you qualified traffic. Now, what happens to that traffic after the click? that's on you. Right. And, you know, I never really thought about it that way. You know, I think the way that I have always really approached this is that, you know, okay, even if we're doing you know, a better job than anyone else in the world inside of your ad account, if you aren't converting that traffic mm. and it's not making you money, 
you're not going to keep driving traffic. You're not going to keep paying us to drive traffic, right? And so um, really taking ownership of, you know, helping our clients to be successful, you know, in terms of the the full stack, you know, marketing funnel, um, that has really been the key to our success and what has allowed us to really go deeper with our clients to help them grow much bigger and has allowed us to create this, you know, what, you know, the seven figure agency with, you know, without working with, you know, 50 clients, like we work with 10 or 12 clients at a time, we go very deep with them and, and we do very well with that. And I think it really is because of this, this different mindset that we take around, you know, what success looks like. Hey, it's RT. Thanks so much for listening to the Fast Foundations podcast. I want to see you in the room. I don't want you to just be hearing my and our voices. Let me tell you about the Fast Foundations Mastermind. It's a six-month-long program, and it's our signature program. It's how you join our community. Every time we talk about this amazing community of almost 400 people that have gone through our mastermind that we have here on the podcast that we hear from and our mentors, all that kind of stuff, all the guest speakers, the coaches, all the awesome things that we get to do, it all starts with the mastermind. It's a six-month-long program with two two-day in-person events. One's in Scottsdale, one's in Denver. Yes, they're in amazing, beautiful places. We have them in cool spots because that's fun. We also give you six months with a coach, one-on-one. And the most important thing is once you go through that mastermind and you learn from all these amazing speakers that we bring in, learn from your coach, grow with me and Jim and the rest of our team, you get lifetime access to our community. Every single thing that we do is recorded and uploaded into a private platform off of Facebook, off of the social medias, all that kind of crap. And it's saved in one place that you have, again, lifetime access to. So when you join the Fast Foundations Mastermind, which you can learn more about at fastfoundations.com and click on join the community to apply. When you join this mastermind, you're in our community for life. I really hope to see you in the room and I hope to talk to you soon. hundred percent. And I, you know, I've seen just when we're in masterminds together and we've been friends for a while. So I've seen that growth and I've heard stories of, of the success you've garnished for a lot of these, these clients. Is there a couple uh, just off the top of your head that you can share as far as like maybe what's working right now in the world of digital marketing or, or what, you know, a couple client wins without sharing. I, I know, I think I know who they are, but like without sharing that. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had some cool success stories recently and, you know, I'll, I'll share um, one of my favorites who's actually someone that you don't know. Uh, cool. My client, Matt, who um, has you know been with us since, um, I believe uh, early 2021, mm-hmm. and um, when he came to us, so he helps entrepreneurs or not entrepreneurs, really anyone who wants to write a nonfiction book. He helps them to write their book. And uh, when we started working together, you know, he had this low ticket front end offer. He was sending people into these you know high ticket group coaching packages, ghost writing packages, and you know he was doing pretty well, and you know was spending like. We're all of 2021, you know, we were spending, you know, roughly, you know, I'd say 50 or not 50, uh, 15, uh, $15,000 a month, you know, driving paid traffic into these offers. And, you know, he was really busting his butt. I mean, you know, fulfilling on these group coaching offers, you know, these, um, 
you know, high ticket one-on-one packages, you know, he was working a lot and, you know, it was really, um, you know, something where like what he was doing, it was not going to get him to the next level in terms of scale. And it was also not going to get him where he wanted in terms of lifestyle. And so what we helped uh, Matt to do was to basically shift the offer, develop a completely self-serve evergreen offer that could be sold at scale and then um, develop a webinar to sell that offer. And um, that tweak, um, you know, that was a process of, you know, over about, uh, you know, I'd say probably six weeks of testing live webinars, tweaking the offer, tweaking the messaging. Um, and then we, we hit on um, a webinar that, you know, seemed to work very well, started driving traffic into it evergreen. And he went from spending 15000 a month on paid traffic to last month in January of 2022, we spent nearly $600,000 on ads for Matt, um, you know, generating millions in profit. And, um, and that was really this, the result of this, you know, fundamental shift, you know, in what the offer looked like and the conversion mechanism that we used to sell it, even though, you know, what he actually does, you know, helping people write nonfiction books, that never changed. And so, you know, I think it's very easy to have this like shiny object syndrome of, you know, the the specific tactics or, you know, media buying strategies, you know, that we're employing inside of the account. But that's, you know, that's technical media buying. And, you know, that is something that is is always changing. Uh, but it's really the wrong thing to focus on, I think, for, for most people, because 80% of your success is going to come from the offer and the audience. And if you are struggling, you know, you very well might have, you know, problems in terms of the technical execution of, you know, how you're driving traffic or, you know, what your funnel looks like. But, you know, what's more, you know, more likely true for the vast majority of people is that the offer needs to be adjusted. Um, You know, the messaging and the, you know, the audience who you're talking to needs to be adjusted. And I think that is really the, um, you know, people get trapped in the details and kind of can't see the forest for the trees. And so that's always where, you know, I think people need to start. Got it. And do you, uh, in, in your agency or when you're working with the clients like that, do you provide, you know, consultation or advice or strategy sessions on, on like, Hey, I'll, I'll take your money and run these ads, but like, we got to perfect the offer before we hit send on these ads. Like what, what does that conversation look like when you're working with a, a new client or a new offer from a new client? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, our ideal client is typically someone who has, you know, had some measure of success. You know, they have sold their product before, um, you know, but they are, you know, struggling to kind of break past this, you know, ceiling of of scale, right? And so, you know, I think really what that looks like in practice is it's kind of like this concept of like <laughs> sell people what they want, give them what they need. You know, mm. often people come to us because you know what what they feel they need is just, you know, they need better execution inside of their ad account. Um, You know, they need someone to run traffic. And usually once you kind of get under the hood, you realize that there's all of these other, you know, holes in the bucket that exist. And no matter how great you are at sending traffic, if you don't plug those holes, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to see the results that you're looking for. And so, you know, we don't actually, you know, build funnels or, you know, design web pages for our clients, but, we are doing a ton of consultation 
you know, to help them identify those holes and then guide them on what they need to do in order to plug them and, and you know, really improve the conversion and the results uh, of the traffic that we are sending. So it's this process that happens, you know, simultaneously. It's, you know, buy data, send some traffic, analyze that data, you know, see where the gaps are, see where people are falling through, and then work with our clients to really guide them very specifically on what they need to change on the back end in order to, you know, kind of um, plug those gaps. Got it. And I've heard a lot of talk, especially like throughout the pandemic and throughout the last few years about Facebook ads specifically, but just digital marketing and, and paid traffic getting a lot more expensive, uh, pay for click and, and those kind of things. Can you speak to what are the best channels? Is, is Facebook still a great channel? Is Instagram more or less expensive than that? How do you factor in, you know, a decision between Google ads and YouTube ads? Is TikTok actually a player yet? Or are they still just messing around on the side? Like, what, what does that look like? I'm probably forgetting other ones at this point. There's so many. What, what does that marketing mix of platforms look like for you and, and your clients? And, and where are you most excited about going for the next six to 12 months? Yeah, I love that question. You know, I think for the vast majority of businesses, especially if you you know, only have the budget to start on one platform, Facebook is absolutely still the lowest hanging fruit for just about everybody. Um, that's not to say that it hasn't gotten more expensive and, and gotten harder with iOS 14 and all of these things. But, you know, the power of the algorithm that Meta has is it is still, um, I would say, unmatched in terms of its ability to find you the right people. And so in terms of lowest hanging fruit, you know, it really is still Facebook. Once you are looking to achieve scale, YouTube is incredibly powerful. Mm. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, with you know, one of the reasons that Facebook is, you know, more so low hanging fruit is that, you know, the video creative that's necessary to be successful on YouTube is, you know, harder for most people to execute on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whereas, you know, you can, you have, you have ad copy on Facebook, right? You know, you have, you can have a 600 word, you know, long, long form story ad, you know, that's really kind of nailing that messaging of the ideal customer that you're looking to bring in, which, which you don't have on, you know, a video only platform. And so, you know, I think YouTube is phenomenal for scale. Facebook is still the lowest hanging fruit. And then, you know, Really, if if you are someone who can execute well on creative for these short form video platforms, um, you know, TikTok is definitely, I would say, what I'm most excited about um, in terms of, you know, the next six to 12 months, you know, really helping our clients to um, to nail TikTok. Um, but, you know, it, it really is still Facebook for, you know, the vast majority of people who are getting started and, you know, looking to validate new offers, you know, test, um, test and, you know, really kind of find what's what is um, working for them. Awesome. Thank you. That's super helpful. And I, I always, when somebody asks about digital marketing and paid traffic, and there's so many options, that, that's usually the first conversation is just like, well, how do I start small? Where do I test things? And which platform do I focus on either first or primarily? And I think you answered that for all of us. So I appreciate you, Dorothy. Next, I mean, you, you, you have this whole other thing that you've been building and it's called the gig. And if you don't subscribe to the gig, I'm going to sell it to you real quick. If you subscribe to the hustle or anything like that, you should go look at the gig because 
I'm, I'm obviously just a huge believer in email marketing. It's pretty much everything I talk about. It's how I get my news is reading email newsletters. And I am also a huge fan of memes to tell stories. And I wish that these bigger, you know, newsletters like The Hustle would just incorporate, you know, a couple of memes periodically and have some fun with it. And that's one of the things besides the excellent journalism and industry news that I love the most about the gig. So Dorothy, would you tell us in your own words, like, what is the gig? Who are you serving? Who should sign up for your newsletter? And, you know, why did you get into that type of business on top of digital marketing? Thank Well, thank you. First of all, I, I really appreciate that. You know, I, I am so passionate about freelancing as a path for people to you know, start in entrepreneurship and to you know, create more freedom and flexibility and, and income in their lives. Um, you know, freelancing was absolutely, you know, my path to, you know, get to you know, where I am today. And there are so many lessons that I've learned along the way and so many mistakes that I've made along the way um, that, you know, we are just really passionate about sharing this information to help people to, you know, effectively, you know, take advantage of the opportunity that exists today with the exploding um, you know, market for freelancers. So, you know, the gig is a daily email newsletter that is, you know, filled with um, really all of the, you know, tools, tips, advice, lessons, um, and news that you need in order to, um, you know, find success as a freelancer. And, um, you know, whether, whether you are copywriting, whether you're running paid ads, graphic design, you know, any of these, you know, what we call high income online skills. That's awesome. And, when you decided to start another business, <laughs> you you had I, I love the the story of of growing that, growing two businesses as someone who's multi passionate just like you. How walk us through the decision of adding another business to your lineup, and then how and when you decided to bring in other people to help you with that. Yeah, you know, so I think. Um, a lot of this was a function of, you know, wanting to create a business that wasn't so centered around, you know, around me, really, you know, mm -hmm. because I think, you know, at the time that I had the, you know, the vision for the gig, I was, uh, I was really kind of the, the driving force in the success of the agency. And um, that was something where, you know, I just, I didn't really see you know, I didn't really see the path that I was looking for in terms of my ability to, you know, grow something that I could really sell, that I could, you know, that I could exit, that I could create value in the marketplace that wasn't tied to, um, you know, the work that I was, you know, I was doing individually as kind of the face of the agency. And, you know, what I'll say is that that has actually changed. So, you know, probably six months after um, we launched the gig, um, I ended up meeting a guy named John Lawson, who is now my business partner in the agency. And really, we've seen a dramatic transformation in the agency in terms of, you know, just uh, my ability to put the team in place, you know, where I am no longer kind of the, the bottleneck to everything, you know, I'm no longer kind of the, that, that sole driving force. And so, you know, I think the the initial motivation for starting the gig and the you know current motivation to really grow it and um, move forward from here actually looks very different. And I think what's so exciting to me is that you know the gig 
it is really this business of passion to help other people to, you know, really go down this path. Um, because again, you know, I think there's just, there is this confluence of, you know, so many people who are in nine to five jobs or who, you know, who want to be entrepreneurs, they want to, you know, create more flexibility in their lives. They want that uncapped income, but they don't know where to start. And then on the other side of things, there is this exploding, um, you know, market of opportunity for freelancers to, you know, support businesses, you know, by leveraging these these high income online skills. And so it really is something that I'm just so excited about. You know, really, our our goal is to reach a million freelancers through our newsletter and to help them to, you know, really follow this path that myself and my co-founder Jim. That, that we've both gone down um, and has created, you know, such, um, you know, uh, really the the kind of life that I always dreamed of, or, you know, really started to dream of when I realized that, um, you know, accounting wasn't, wasn't the end game for me. <laughs> That's awesome. And if, you know, just one time to, to wrap that up, if I want, if I'm a freelancer or I'm just interested in that type of content, what's the best way for me to go get signed up for the gig? Yeah. So um, if you don't mind, I would love to share a gift with your audience uh, because we, uh, so we um, worked really hard on this uh, step-by-step training for how to get clients on Upwork. Now Upwork Mm -hmm. has been really the backbone of my business as a freelancer. Um, You know, even several of our agency clients, like our largest agent, Matt, the client who I told the story of before, I met him on Upwork. Um, And so it is such a powerful platform. And I have this, you know, very prescribed process that I use in order to find um, and to, um, to really land the highest quality and, um, you know, best clients on that platform. And you can get that at thegig.io slash VIP. Um, If you sign up for the newsletter there, um, we'll send you that training uh, straight into your inbox totally for free. Um, So that's thegig.io slash VIP. Thank you, Dorothy. That's awesome. Super generous. I appreciate you. If if somebody wants to connect with you, I mean, first of all, are, are you even taking agency clients, you know, at, at the scale that you're at with these these awesome clients? Like what is it if if somebody wants to work with you, what do you even say at this point? We are not technically taking on new clients, but I feel like every time I say that, the universe delivers me a perfect fit client that we can't say no to. So, um, no, we are, uh, you know, we are definitely boutique. Our focus is on going really deep with, um, you know, a smaller number of clients. Um, but, uh, you know, I always love to, you know, connect with, with entrepreneurs, with other business owners. Um, and so you can find me on LinkedIn, Dorothy Hollabaugh. You can find me on Instagram at Dorothy Holla, and I would love to connect with you. Thank you, Dorothy. That's awesome. I appreciate all of the wisdom that you shared today. This was another mentor session with another one of my favorite mentors, Dorothy Hollibaugh. Thank you for joining us. I'll put all the links and everything that she just shared in the show notes underneath me here on either YouTube or wherever you're listening. If you're just listening, you should probably check out YouTube because then you can see us and you can actually watch along. But regardless of where you're at, hit that subscribe button so we can send you more of these amazing mentor sessions as we grow the Fast Foundations podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. For more free business tips like this, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at fast.foundations. What was your biggest takeaway from this episode? We want to know. 
Tag us on Instagram, share this episode with a friend and leave us a five-star rating and review so we can reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. We're so glad to have you as part of our community. Go to our website, fastfoundations.com for details on our next in-person event. This podcast is sponsored by Carter & Custer Agency at carterandcuster.com.